You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. My name is Bruce. I'm the youth pastor on staff. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm looking around. majority of you, I, I know you, and you know me. And so um, it's going to be a, a good morning. Um, pastor Ben and Jessica, uh, they're, on, they're on vacation right now, and they and this was all planned. Don't worry. This wasn't like on a whim type thing. Um, this was all planned, and, and so uh, he came and asked uh, me to, to speak um, for this Sunday morning, and so um, I'm here. And uh, man, being a youth pastor, emphasis on youth, um, it's going to be good talking to adults instead of just teenagers. It's going to be good, a little different. Um, hopefully, uh, I, I, I bring the energy. I get to wake you up a little bit, maybe get you thinking, um, jogging a little bit. I know there's like a mid-summer lull, if you, if you know what I mean, like it's kind of halfway through summer, and, and maybe some of you just went hard right when summer, you know, boom, and so now you're kind of feeling it a little bit, and so hopefully this morning, um, man, I can just encourage you um, on where you're at um, this morning, and so, um, yeah, before I go any further, though, I just wanted to highlight um, camp again. I'm the youth pastor. We just got back from senior high camp, and um, a little under a month ago, middle school camp, and uh, man, just great. Just <clears throat> God moved in such a great way um, in our students. We even have a, a testimony coming, uh, second service this morning. We don't. I just wanted to highlight, though, and share with you um, just a cool little happening um, that occurred. I was in the bunkhouse um, at camp. We, we, the boys go to the bunkhouse. It's called um, Guyland because um, that's where all the guys are. The girls are on one side of the campsite in, like, the hotel, the lodge. And then in Guyland, doo-doo-doo, um, there's all the boys. And so we go in the bunkhouse, and they, they're packing them in there like sardines. I cannot believe. They get, like, 20, 20 of these middle schoolers in the camp. This is middle school camp. And um, so I go in. You know, it's just, it hits me. It, it, it smells terrible. You know what I mean? Like, is that, am I, am I tasting, like, sweat? What is going on here? And so um, I'm in there, and it's, it's nighttime, and they're all, all the boys are in their in their beds and and they're playing mafia, just just a game that you know before they go to bed and and um, so I'm I'm in there and and we're talking and and we're playing the game and and I, one of our students I'm I'm not gonna highlight his name and but uh, I'm gonna keep it kind of secret um, I don't wanna I don't wanna do that to him that's my boy um, almost said his name you you're my boy and um, and and so um, he's in the top bunk and and we're talking and. And somehow I, I got to saying, well, hey, yeah, it's just in the words that you speak. And I was just like, you know, Ephesians 4.29. You know, I dropped the scripture on them. I'm the youth pastor. I just drop it on them like that. And I'm like, they don't know what that is. Look, and I say, you know, look it up. Google it. Bible app it. And uh, this, this middle school boy, he's like, isn't that the one where it's like, don't let any unwholesome talk like, come out of your mouth? And I'm like. But yes, it is. Yeah, man. Bro. And he's like, and, but we should be, anything we say should be like building up the body of the church. And I was like, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. In my mind, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord. They're getting it. Oh, my goodness. And, um, but it's so cool. He said, uh, yeah, I just, uh, in this camp, so far, I've just been feeling that, man, I need to start reading again. Like, I need to start getting back. I can feel, like he said, I can feel myself kind of slipping away from that. And uh, God's been really challenging me to get back into the word and to start reading. And so I'm going to do that. And I was like, you're the man. 
you're the man. I can't name you, but you're the man. And, um, and so that was just one of so many highlights within camp. And so I wanted to share that with you that, man, sending your student to camp, parents that have sent their student to camp, it was worth it. Things happened. It wasn't just an investment that you won't see return on. Um, even if it's in the immediate, like we were kind of, man, I want to see it now. It, it might take a while, but uh, um, it's worth it. Senior high camp too. And so I just wanted to share that um, with you this morning. And, and before I also get into the word, and I'm so excited, so, so, so excited. You can actually turn with me. How about that? Mark chapter 5. And as you get ready, I'll kind of um, segue into this. And, and here at the Gateway Church, again, if you're new, um, we have a gift for you. We want to talk with you. But uh, we also just want to let you know that we um, here are just a welcoming church. And you come just as you are. Um, no judgment whatsoever. Um, we serve a God who is a living God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak and 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 give a sermon or preach or a talk or whatever whatever you wanna call it, and you know the worship team will come back up and and we'll and we'll kind of, we'll respond and reflect on the word. But um, man, I just want you to know that you're in the right place today. Like you're supposed to be here. No, like you really are supposed to be here today. No matter what you're going through, like God placed you here for a reason, and for a purpose. Do you believe that? I need you to believe that, church. I need you. Some of you are on the fence, and I, I get it. I get it. Life is crazy. It's hectic. It's, it's kind of messed up, some of the stuff that happens. And so wherever you're at right now, I just, by the end of, of this service, man, I just need you to believe that you were supposed to be here this morning, that God's going to, he's going to speak some things into you, into your life. And so and so we're going to look at, at Mark chapter 5, and, and we're going we're gonna to start in the second half. Um, I told uh, my youth students this Wednesday, I preached um, on this text, and I said, no, we're going we're gonna to bypass Jesus healing the man with the demon. Right? There's going to be no demon today. Come, some of the guys were bummed. I was like, it's oh, okay, guys. You can read about it later. And so we're going we're gonna to skip that. We're going to bypass that. All good things. I encourage you to check it out and read it, but we're going to go straight to the header where it's um, saying the healing, maybe in your Bible, healing of the woman and Jairus' daughter. And so we're going to pick up there and, and bear with me. And the, the, the scripture's up on the screen. If you don't have a Bible or you version, it's okay. We're going to put up on the screen for you. And I'm going to read. Hopefully I'm, I'm good at, at reading. I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. I read books to my daughter at night before she goes to bed. And, and so I'm getting a little better. They're like for two and three-year-olds, but hey, you know, I'm, I'm practicing. And so, so bear with me as I read uh, the, this text this morning. It picks up in tw verse 21. It says, And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell to his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and, and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard some of the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of the blood dried up 
And she felt her body that she was healed of the disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power that had gone from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And I just want to take a break. We're going to keep going. But isn't, this is our God. This is our Jesus. A Jesus who was approached by a man, a synagogue leader, it says, and he goes with him. He's on the move. That's the first thing about our God. He's always on the move. I love that. Our God isn't stagnant. He's always moving. And not only is he moving, he's moving with you. There's a difference. Did you catch that? Our God is always moving, but yet he can move with you. And so Jairus comes up to him and he says, my daughter's sick. And, and can you put your hands on her so she can be healed, made well? And I love that because he goes with her absolutely, without hesitation, goes. But as we see here, this woman with the issue of blood comes, and, and it's so cool. Again, this is the God that we serve. While he is en route to perform a miracle, a miracle happens on his route. Does that make, does, do, you, do you see that? Like, it's so good. And again, without hesitation, God heals her. She has this, this, this faith. It's just, it's just within her. You can see it. It's evident. But not only that, she has this belief that, man, if I just touch his garment, I don't need to touch him. Like, I don't need to just, you know, do one of these and touch his arm. And, you know, I can just touch, like, even the smallest part of his garment, and I'm going to be healed. And he meets her where she's at. If you were to Google these images, there's like this, this picture of where she's on the ground and she's reaching out towards him and he meets her where she's at and, and he heals her. And I love that about our God. He can heal. He can heal en route to another healing. And it's just, it's just so amazing. It's, it's God, it's Jesus. You know what I mean? It's Jesus. That's what he does. I love him. I love this guy. This is my God. So good, so good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going, though. Can I do that? Can I keep reading? No? Okay. I'm going to read anyway. I got the microphone. You know what I mean? I'm just going to keep reading. Um, verse 35, while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, and the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them out all outside and took their child's father and mother and those who were with him. And went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, she said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately, the girl got up 
and began walking again. There's that word again. Immediately got up and began walking. For she was 12 years of age, and, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. Everyone that was in that room was overcome with amazement. I want to title my message this morning, and I hope it doesn't throw you off. I, I really, I hope it doesn't, you know, turn you off and, and, and your mind goes elsewhere. But the title of this, this message is called Minding My Miracle. Minding My Miracle. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, I'm minding my miracle. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Turn to your other name and say, are you? Yeah. Minding my miracle. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this moment that we have, for these, these few minutes that we're together as a unified body. I just pray that this word that you deposited um, in, my, in my heart and my mind um, would be communicated the way you see fit, and that we as your people would receive it, Lord God. You are such a good God. You do amazing things for us, even in times of, of, of darkness, of, of drastic um, change, Lord God, you are always the constant. Lord God, you are the light. You are good to us, Lord God. So, so Lord, be, be ever-present right now, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so, man, I'm going to, how about this? I'm going to open up a story. How about that? We read, we read the story, but I'm going to share a little bit about my life I'm the youth pastor on staff. My wife, Brittany, we've been married almost now four years come August. Yeah, four years. Yeah, yeah. That's like time length of high school. I did it. Almost. Hopefully I graduate. We'll see. Um, no, I'm just, that sounds so bad. Anyway, um, no, it's going to be good. Come August, um, we'll enjoy that. And um, So my wife, Brittany, and I have two daughters, two daughters now, Evelyn. Um, who is two and a half. She's almost three, actually. She'll be, she'll be three in October. And then Emmeline, um, she's three months, a little over three months. And, and I love them so much. I didn't do the picture, you know what I mean, the cliche family picture and, and all that. But um, if you see, they're here, actually. Um, and so if you see them, again, she's, Brittany's a little short, me blonde hair. And then she, she has Emmeline. She's probably in the, in the little stroller. And then Evie's probably just, you know, walking around and doing whatever she does. She's a toddler, you know what I mean? And so I'm going to share some of my life with you this morning. Is that good? And so we're, we're talking about this um, minding my miracle, and sometimes I feel like I'm going out of my mind, like I'm in this, this phase. I'm 28. Um, I know all, everyone who's older is like, oh, you haven't even lived life yet, <laughs> you little punk. I know, I know. I'm just can, I just, can I just air some things out, and can we talk about? And so I'm in this stage right now um, where I am a father, yes, of a toddler, right? The, the terrific twos, if you will. And I'm trying to keep it positive. Notice I said terrific, not terrible. They're terrific. They really are. There's these moments that happen through all of the enduring things. There's just moments that kind of just, wow, you know, God moments um, make you laugh even. And I feel like um, the more I become uh, this father figure in my kid's life, um, the, the, the more I'm in this role of fatherhood, um, the more I realize what, what that truly means, like I really think being a father, being a parent, being a mother, is so we can grow closer to God. That's just me. Um, we, we don't got to get into a debate about it, but um, you know, we can talk and have conversation after um, service if you like. But I really think that 
that parenting. I know we're supposed to raise our kids and teach them godly principles and, 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 and lead them into this great relationship with the Lord. And that's, and that, yes, absolutely. But I really think for us as the parent that we, um, man, it's, it's an opportunity um, to grow closer to God. And so I find these moments throughout the days and weeks um, where Evelyn is just being Evelyn. Um, I'm sure some of you have stories of, of your of your kids. How many of you are, are parenting right now, like toddlers or to your or you have parented toddlers and hands everywhere? Yes, thank you. I was counting on you guys. All right, hands down. Um, man, there's just so many things that that Evelyn does right now. She's she's potty training, and so the the word poopy is kind of heavy in our house right now. Um, but she like takes it and she just kind of runs with it. Um, and so she'll like, she'll sing songs, right? She'll sing like these worship songs. She'll sing like Bethel kids, like I'm chasing you poopy with, I'm like, wait a minute, what? With all my love poopy. And I'm just like, that's not, that's not how like, who, whose kid is this? Like who, I don't, you know, and we're just at the house, there's me and Brittany, but I'm looking around like whose kid is this? Um, and, and and she just does like she says like the funniest things, you know, and, and and she sings these songs and she throws in the word poopy and we got a corrector and it's like, hey, don't use that. That's not, you know, don't don't that no. Um and, and so, oh man, I love her. Where are some other things? Some other things are, man, uh, this just happened yesterday. Um, I'm I'm in the living room and I'm I'm sitting on our our sofa uh, chair, um and and just kind of relaxing. I, I think there's something playing on YouTube. I think like VeggieTales or something like that. And, and she comes up and she's just kind of whining. Parents tell me, you know, like kids do this. Like they whine, like out of nowhere. It's like, boom, it's like a second language. Like there's talking and then there's whining. And so she comes up and she's like, well, come play blocks with me in my bedroom. And, and so she's like, just whining. I'm like, why are you whining? Like, why? What, what is this? Why are you whining? She goes, because I'm a girl. And I go, <laughs> I go, what? Brittany's on the couch. She's, she, did she just say because she's a girl? And I go, yeah. And so I'm trying not to laugh, but she's just so funny. Like, she just says, like, these things. I don't even think she knew what she was really saying and what that entailed. Um, but I was like, well, li listen, you don't have to whine. You just ask, Dad. You just say, Daddy, can you come with me and, and play blocks in the room, please? You know, we're teaching her thank you and please, please. And, and so she does, and so I get up and I, and I go play blocks. And, and so that's kind of it. And, and, and right now, in the midst of the cast, I told you about the potty training, but, but there, there's moments of just craziness, but then there's moments of like, man, this is amazing. Like, this is the best, like, gift. This is the, the best occupation I could possibly be in right now is is a father, and so last, last story, I'm going to share this, and then, and then we'll get to the, we'll, we'll get back to the sermon, some of you are like, is he just going to tell parts of his life the whole entire time, no, I, I'm going somewhere, okay, so the last part, and, and this is, this is a routine, daily, nightly routine, um, we go into a room, and, and put the pajamas on, and she hops into bed, and, and I read, I read all these books, like we put out, we sprawl these books, I think about six, maybe seven, give or take. Depends how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? It's one of those days. It's like, oh, we're going to take that one out. And we're going to go. I don't know. And we're going to read five. Um, and so we sprawl them out. And, and there was a, a week ago, there was a new book that we inserted into the nightly routine. And, um, and I told her, I was like, we're going to read this book. Like, yeah, daddy's going to read this new book to you. 
We have all these other books, but we're going to read this one. So let's start reading these, and, and then we'll get to the new book. And so we start reading. We're reading all these, you know, really good. I start with the Bible. You know what I mean? Got to start with the beginner's Bible. They're like every chapter is like two pages. How do they do it? I don't know. It blows my mind. Um, uh, but, but they do, and it's amazing. So we start with the Bible. We go from the Bible to like old MacDonald. You know, old MacDonald had a farm, you know, and she sings poopy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, no poopy. And, uh, and then Brittany and Emmeline make their way in, and they're sitting there. They're kind of joining in. And um, so I'm reading, and I'm watching her, and she's kind of, now her, her focus is kind of divided. It's just natural because mom's in the room with, their, with the sister. And, and so uh, they're sitting right next to, like, the stuffed animals, and, and Brittany grabs a stuffed animal and, and gives it to Emmeline. And, like, right away, I'm reading books. I haven't gotten to that new book yet. She's, she just kind of diverts, and she's like, hey, that's mine. And, and playing with, like, a little stuffed T.Y. Beanie Baby fish. I don't, I don't even know. It's weird. I don't, I don't even know. It, I, it looks like a fish, but is it a bird? I don't really know. Um, and so she's playing with it. Emmeline is, and she's kind of, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's, you know, like what, like what three-month-year-old <laughs> three babies do. And, and so everyone's like, that, that's mine. That's mine. And, and we have to remind her, I, I know, it's yours, but, but Emmeline's playing with it right now. And, and it's okay. And she's, she, she's just a baby. She's not going to keep it. It's yours. She's just playing with it. And, and so her focus is so on this whole bird, you know, fish, doll thing. And, and it's so far from what I said earlier, which was, hey, there's this new book, and I'm going to read it to you. Like she forgot what her father had told her. And I feel and I think that a lot of us in this room that kind of happens to us. We don't have to be pushing three years to go through this. Sometimes there's some things that our Heavenly Father spoke over us, but we see some things and we get sidetracked. Does that make sense this morning? I'm telling you, I'm going somewhere. I, I worked it all. Th I, this, this word I'm telling you this morning, it is for you. I didn't just put this together two weeks ago, like, like pastor sat me down like two months ago and told me, hey, this is the date, and right away, God just started depositing things in my, in my mind and in my heart, and I was like, where is our church at? Where are we? What do they, Lord, what do they need to hear? And again, some of us are in this place, and God has said some things over your life. Maybe he's spoken some, some miracles to come over in your life, and but we see some things going on, and it derails us from that, and we kind of forget. Or maybe we're in disbelief now. Um, and I can't help but think that because in that moment that Jairus is walking with Jesus, Jesus then stops to heal and give a miracle to this woman, a healing miracle, same type of miracle, a healing miracle. And for some of us, in this room, man, it's tough when, when you're looking around and, and you're seeing all this. I, I believe when it comes to a miracle, um, when it comes to a miracle, it requires a, the heart. In Proverbs, you know, it says, guard your heart for all things flow from it. Very important. Very important. Maybe the most important, right? 
when it comes to this thing called a miracle. And a miracle is, it can be miraculous, right? These, these big God moments that we read about, like Moses parting the Red Sea, huge, right? That is, without a doubt, a miracle, right? Manna falling from heaven, that is, without a doubt, 100% a miracle. But what if it's not just the miraculous things? What if it's like the little things as well? What if it's like the minor things? You see these major things, but what if it's the minor things as well? And so not only does it take our heart, but I think it takes our mind too. No, I really do. Like we talk about our heart and our faith, right? I put those two together. This is just me. We hopefully can come to agreement on that, or maybe not, and that's fine. But I believe that your heart is where your faith lies, but it also takes your mind where your belief lies. Does that make sense? And so, and Paul even writes about this in, in Romans, right? He says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think there's power there. I think, I really believe that he was onto something, that this thing called the mind, we need a daily renewing, a daily refresh within our mind because Man, we can conform to all these patterns in the world, all these things that the world is telling us, this, this is how it goes, this is the pattern. One of the patterns right now are, are the, the platforms that we have. Just as a citizen in the United States, these platforms that are tied with social media, these social media platforms that they're all around. I'm not trying to be another pastor that that puts this into their message because, you know, right now it's like the hot thing to talk about. You know, it's the thing to preach on. But I think there's a point for that of why they're mentioning it because a lot of the patterns rely in these platforms that we use to where we're seeing all these, these miracles that are happening, right? All these, and a miracle, again, is, can be big, it can be small. I think it's just, it, I sum it up to this, it's an answered prayer whether you're praying for it or someone else is praying it for you, that's an answer to prayer. And so when we see these, these happenings on what, Facebook or Instagram or what, I don't, there's so many social media platforms right now, it's insane. YouTube, you're like, wait a minute, I thought that was just for watching cat videos. No, you can watch other things on YouTube. People can put things, great things in their life that's going on there. And so a lot of things a lot of patterns in this world that try and affect our minds and, and keep us from miracles. And, we, and, 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 and unfortunately, if we allow our minds to go places, man, our heart's going to follow. And so if we allow our, our, our hearts and our minds to think that, man, my miracle's never going to happen. I see their miracle happening. That's actually kind of what I prayed for. And it happened to them. And it hasn't happened to me. Maybe maybe you're in this room and God spoke some things over your life and and maybe you're you're still waiting to 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 see it, to experience it, to to receive it. And I just want to encourage you. Not only does it take the heart, but it takes your mind. It takes belief, mind in your miracle. Can you can you do this? Can you Align your heart and your mind together to, to believe your life. Because some of the times, most of the times, and you could, and I, I fall victim to this too. We let others kind of dictate 
what we um, believe to be true. Like we see all these things and we, um, on social media, whatever it is, or maybe it's just interaction, maybe it's a coworker at your workplace or another family member or maybe another friend of the family and it happens within their family, but everything is all good there, but things are here and I want, and I wish I could be like that, but it's not. And so, and whatever it is, maybe God spoke some things over your life, but, but maybe it's not formulating. I just wanted to, to highlight, maybe it's not just what we see, but maybe it's also what we hear, right? We see pictures, but what always goes with the pictures? The comments, right? The descriptions. Everybody now has a comment. You post something, it could be uplifting or it could be, man, just life sucking and could tear you down through the words that they post. These platforms, these patterns that we get into, well, because I'm allowed to do, I'm going to you know, text or, you know, type, whatever it is. And, and so not only do we see, but we hear. The gates to our mind is here, I believe, you know, here, but also here, hearing. And so in Mark chapter 5, verse 35, I'm going to highlight this again. While he was still speaking, mind you, this was after the miracle that was just performed, the woman of the, with the bleeding, with the issue of bleeding, While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher anymore? Do you know this? Did you know this, that when when God speaks in your life, um, the enemy is also speaking in your life? (laughs) It's just how it works. Take it back all the way to Genesis, right? They're in the garden. God speaks. You can, you can, you can, you, this is all yours. You can eat from all this, but, and, and gives instruction, but don't eat from this one tree. And so he's speaking, right? He's speaking, he's speaking, but then who, who's right there to also speak? The enemy. The enemy through what? I don't, he's just talking dialogue. I mean, he didn't really say, <laughs> you're not really going to die. You know, he's just speaking some things into your life, ultimately things that will cause separation, that will cause you to doubt, that will cause you to disbelieve anything that God has spoken over you. Some of you are in this room, and God has spoken over you that your business is going to flourish, that you are going to succeed, or that you will start a company, and it's going to grow. Some of you are in this room, and God's spoken over you and spoken to that you are going to finish this thing called school. And that you're going to go to higher education. And that you're going to receive your degree. And you're going to use it for God's plan. Some of you, it could be, I don't, it could be a ray. I wrote some things. It could be uh, some debt. Or maybe it's just financial issues. Like, you are going to be financially stable. Like, don't worry. I am going to take care of you. Your miracle is going to happen. I'm going to answer your prayer. You're praying for financial relief. I'm going to relieve you of that, but in the midst, we not only do we see other things happening, right? Someone else's student loan got forgiven and they're debt-free now. It's not only does that try and affect, but but it's also maybe what we hear. When God says you can, the enemy says, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. <laughs> Go to school. No one has gone to college in your family ever. 
how are you going to do that, right? And so we, we hear what God said. Your marriage is going to be... Uh, your marriage is going to be stronger than ever. You're going to get through this tough time. You are. Put your faith in me. Rely on me. It's going to happen, but the enemy is right there. No. No, it's real bad. I don't think it's, I don't think we can fix this. No, it's, it's better to just, here's another pattern in the world. Just, div- you know, divorce. Just get a divorce. I, and everything is going to, you'll benefit in that way. And so he tries to sneak in that way. And and man, God speaks. So does the enemy. So who are you deciding to listen to? The text literally says, man, while he was still speaking. So sometimes it's not even taking turns. You know what I mean? God speaks. God speaks. Another voice speaks. It's like, it's just like a conversation. It's just going on. It's like a dialogue. It's like a battle. And And I hope... You get this, church. My point number one is this. Please, my point number one is don't let others predetermine your outcome before God performs the miracle. How many of us do that? We already come to a conclusion in our mind that, yeah, I'm not. God says you're smart enough, but then a voiceover says you're you're not. You're kind of dumb. And so we, we kind of, man, okay, yeah, I can't do this. We predetermine the outcome. I can do this. I can be, you know, a mom of three, four, five. I can, I can be a mom. I know my, my husband's at work or maybe vice versa. Maybe you're, you're a single dad, dad for, for the day and, and the wife's going. I don't know what, what the complexities of your, your marriage and what your family is, but, but I can do this. I can raise my kids, right? I can teach them to love the Lord. But then it's like, well, no, you can't. I just saw what they, what they were doing last week. And that's your kid. That's the so-and-so kid. But I know that their family goes to what they were doing. And, and yeah, and it sneaks in. Like, yeah, I can't. You're right. I can't. And we predetermine the outcome before God performs the miracle. It's crazy how we, how we let our minds do that. Here's the good news. Our God, this God that we serve, this God that we worshiped, that we were praising, he's in the business of miracles. No, I'm Our God, thank you, Michelle. Our God is in the business of miracles. And I need you to believe this, church. I need you to believe that our God, he loves us, he cares for us. But he's not just this distant God that looks down and says, I love you, you're doing okay, or you're doing all right, don't worry, you're doing better than you think you're doing, and blah, blah. And he's just this distant God that we have no real connection with. Like, we're kind of connected because I know from the scripture, like, I know that he is our father, but, but no, I'm, I'm talking about, man, like, he is a God that does miracles in your life. He answers prayers. Again, that you are, you are praying or someone is praying for you. You don't got to receive a miracle to have prayed the miracle. I've received so many miracles from my family praying over my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my aunt and my grandmother praying for me each and every day. No matter what situation, the instability in my life. 
when every direction was leading away from God, somehow, some way, I always stayed on this path that God put in my place. And it's a miracle. That's an answer of prayer. God is in the business of miracles, and he is in business with you. Who does he conduct business with? His children. And so if God is in the business of miracles, and this business is with me, then when these voices come, not just what I'm seeing, but what I'm hearing, when these voices are attacking me and saying, you can't, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not tough enough, you're not brave enough, you're not bold enough, you're not holy enough, you're not, you know, you don't have the most wisdom, we can bypass that and say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not listening to you, I'm minding my business. My father is in the business of miracles. I'm minding my business. I'm minding my miracle. Does that make sense? Minding your miracle. My father wants to give me miracles. That's what he does. And he does business with me. He does business with us. He doesn't just do business because I'm a pastor. No. He does business with me because I'm his son. And he loves me. That's it. I'm believing for better. I'm believing, man. I'm believing for a miracle. But that's the thing. Belief. Point number two is this. Belief is what you allow your mind to accept. It's what you allow your mind to accept. Think about it. How many of us I've heard some news, gotten some, whether it was good, like, oh, man, you just got five. I don't believe it. No, 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 no. Really? I got five. Like, there was one time where um, Brittany and I, we were uh, financially, we, we had, like, zero dollars, none. We were P-O, not P-O-O. We couldn't afford, afford the other O-R. We were Poe, right? We, we just couldn't. Can't afford it. O-R, I can't do it. Not right now. I'll come back later window shop, put it on the side. I'll come back for that. We just, we had no money. We had no money. And we had, uh, we just came back from uh, a trip to visiting family. I think it was over Christmas time. Just came back and we're like, man, there, there's so many things. We got uh, bills in the mail. How many of you hate those? I mean, love them. They're great, right? They're bill- and we're like, man, I don't know what's like, oh my goodness. And so we're like, and Brittany's kind of, I'm not trying to throw on her buzz, but she's kind of freaking out. And trying to be, you know, it's okay. Our God's going to provide. It's all good. We don't have it. God's going to give it to us, though. And so, uh, without a doubt, a week later, our campus pastor, we were pastoring. Our campus pastor comes, gives us an envelope. He's like, hey, someone from the church gave this to me. I, I just, I'm just the messenger. Here you go. And we open it up. And exactly what we needed to cover our bills. God works. He's in the business of miracles. We believed it to be true. Like, we were believing for Like, Lord, a situation is telling me one thing, but I know you're a good God, and you say another thing. And so I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I don't know how. Logic's trying to say, I don't know how. I'm crunching numbers. I don't know. I don't know, but I believe it. And in the mail, I'm, I'm telling you, it was like clockwork. A miracle came. But belief, I'm telling you, is only what you allow your mind to accept. Verse 36 says this, but overhearing what they said, 
And this is the people that, you know, are like, hey, your daughter, your daughter died. She passed away. Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the rulers and God, do not fear, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Did you catch that? I highlighted it for you. It's the little blue word. Boom, right there. Believe. Only believe. Not only use your logic. Not only use your own talents, your own giftings, your own strength. No. Only believe. It's not even only have faith. You're like, Pastor, where are you going with this? Well, belief and faith, well, that's kind of. Jesus was fully God, fully human. Yes, we believe that. Jesus always chose his words correctly. There was not one time where he messed up and he said something that he didn't, oh no, actually I mean this, not once. So when he says only believe, I truly take that to heart that man, it is belief. It's not faith. If you go back even Mark chapter 4, he's with the disciples. We've heard this story. They're in the sea, and there's a storm, and, and Jesus is with them, and he's sleeping. They're like, oh, Jesus, this is crazy, and we're going to die. And so they wake him up, and, and he wakes up, and then he calms the storm in the sea, and, and he says, why were you afraid? You have little faith. There he said faith. Here he says belief. Why? I believe in that moment, the disciples, they were still trying to the faith which lies in the heart, to have this man named Jesus in their heart, and they were still trying to navigate that. So God's, why do you have little faith? Here, Jairus, man, you could see it right away. He humbles himself. He's a synagogue leader, but he comes up to Jesus. He's on his knees, and he's saying, listen, if you, if you put your hand on my daughter, she will be made well. She will be healed. And so we always, he has this component of faith already, the heart, but it's the mind. I'm telling you, church, it's the mind that always, is always battling. It's always battling. I feel, I want to write a book called 18 Inches of Warfare because here to here is 18 inches and it's always battling. Your heart is saying yes, but your mind is saying, ah. Like, I believe, yeah, Jesus is the son of God, and he died, and he rose again, and he was great, and I can have a life with him and eternity. But I don't know if he can do this. Like, I'm really in the hole financially right now. My marriage is really on the rocks right now. Something really terrible happened in my life this past week. And I don't know. Like, I just. Like, I don't know. I have faith, but my belief, I, just, I, I don't know. And Jesus says, do not be afraid, but believe. Believe that I am who I say that I am. Believe that what I agreed to doing in the very beginning is going to come to fruition, that it's going to pass. This healing is going to happen. Just believe. Believe. Believe for better. Believe for your miracle. Believe that our God is in the business of doing miracles. Believe. Believe. I love this verse too. And it's in Mark 40. And 
And so, or Mark 5, verse 40, you skip down a little bit. And it says, and when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Right? We read this part, and then they laughed. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, come on, man. They're laughing at him. He's saying one thing, they're saying another thing. And they're laughing at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother to those. Hey, Bob, I'm not even going to finish. But he put them all outside. Did you catch that? He put them outside. All of these voices, all these negative naysayers, all the things that are trying to enter into our mind through what we are hearing, he put them outside. Some of us are in this place, and we need to put some people outside. We need to put some voices outside of our mind that are trying to make their way in. Does that make sense? Some of us need to be cutting some people out of our lives. Maybe some, some of us need to be cutting Instagram out of our lives. Like you just need to take a hiatus. Like, peace out, Instagram. I'm done with you. I'm cutting you out of my life because everything that is attached to you right now in this moment is telling me that it will never happen for me, that my God really isn't loving, isn't a loving God, that he's not caring for me, that it's not going to really happen. It's going to happen for them, but never for me. So maybe some of us just need to rid away, put them outside, put them outside. Does that make sense? We need to put them outside. They laughed. They laughed. And Luke, uh, in Luke's description, um, he even says they knew that she was dead. And it's not only that they laughed, but it said, man, we know, we know she's dead. We know she's dead. They already accepted the fact that God, that Jesus couldn't do what he said he was going to do. They already accepted it. I hope you're in this place right now, church, and you're not accepting you're not accepting what, what voices are telling you, what the enemy might try to tell you. Like, you're going to break addiction. You are. You're going to break generational curses. You are. You're going to be an amazing dad and a mom to your friend. You are. You're going to have an f- awesome marriage. You are. You're going to be financially well. You are. I hope you believe in this. I hope you're believing in your miracle. I hope you're minding your miracle. Because belief is what you allow your mind to accept. Are you accepting your miracle? Are you minding your miracle? Worship team, you can come on up at this point. And and as they come on up, I want to close with this. There's no doubt that that, that Jairus was in the darkest hour of his life. I mean, you've been there. Just as parents, like your kid gets hurt, right? You get a phone call, maybe from school. It's like little Timmy. Little Timmy fell off the, you know, monkey bars, got a cut. And you're like, oh, my goodness. This is, and it's just like all these emotions come in, and it's just like dark. Or maybe it's like even further. I know that's like on the, 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 uh, on this side of the spectrum, but maybe it goes into some deeper, heavier things. I don't, maybe you're you're facing maybe someone that you loved, right, is away from God. Maybe someone 
and your family maybe passed away. I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm just saying some, there's no doubt that this moment for Jairus was like the darkest ever in his life. His only daughter, I mean, I don't know if he had any other, I don't know, it's just this daughter, this 12-year-old daughter hasn't even lived a quarter of her life, is dying. And I know, I know without a doubt that I'm, as a father, like I can just feel for him. I just, I just feel for Jairus, man, if that was Evelyn, if that was Emily, if it was the darkest hour, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? Who do I go to? Who can help me? I want to encourage you, church, this morning that these miracles, these answer to prayers, Some of you are like, dude, you're just saying that because it's the thing to say. And you're a pastor. You have the microphone. You get the opportunity to project your voice onto us. And, and so, yeah, cool. My miracle is going to happen. No, like, your miracle is going to happen. The question is, do you believe in it? Are you believing in your miracle? into a Rite Aid, those still exist, <laughs> they do, CVS and Rite Aid, and, and these do too, do you guys know what this is, all the youth and kids are like, what is that thing, what is going on, so this is a disposable camera, and the cool thing about this is, it has a flash, you kind of wind it up like this, and you take pictures, side, you're the best. Yeah, you just, you take pictures, I don't need the flash, light's good, okay? Thank you, left side. Right here. And think about this camera as like the promises, the miracles that are going to happen in your life. Within a click of the button, God says, this is what I see going to beat that addiction for that thought, right? Your finances won't keep you up at night anymore. Your kids are going to know God. They're going to know me. I've seen it. I've lived it. It's incredible. And so he, he has these promises and taking those pictures, those moments of when God met you and you met God and God spoke to you and, and all that. And the thing about these disposable cameras is like, they're not like iPhones. They're not like the Galaxy, the Droid, right? You don't just take a quality picture and you have it, right? These go through what we call the dark room. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Like you take the film out and then you go into a dark place where the film gets developed. Come on, I'm going so do are you are you and it gets developed. It takes time. 
It takes time. And one of the patterns in this world is you don't need time. It needs to be instant. You can have it right away. If God spoke it, it's going to happen. If he spoke it and it didn't happen, that means it's not real. It's not going to happen. It's not true. Your God said this to you. He said that you're going to have a family of five and you don't, you're not even married right now. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because the pattern of the world is saying instant. And God is saying, no, no, no. Let me develop you in the darkness. Darkest life or darkest point in Jairus' life. And God used that. He was developing him. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Believe. And I know when you are in the darkest part of your life and the developing process, it's painful. It's hurtful. It feels like God, you know, that's another, that's another um, pattern I feel. I feel. I just, I feel. You hear it a lot. I feel like. I feel. And so it's in the moments you're not feeling it. I'm just hoping, church, that your feelings don't override your faith and that your faith stay connected to your mind and that your mind doesn't try and play tricks on you. And you're believing and you're accepting that, Lord, I'm in a dark place, but you're going to see me through it. Morning lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. All this thing is happening right now in the darkness, but Lord, your light is going to come and shine through and break through. I don't know when. See, these things, they have like maybe a couple hours. I don't know. I'm not a film technician, but I don't know how long it's going to, the developing process is going to take. For the woman who got healed, it's 12 years. 12 years. Who knows how long? But I just want to encourage you, church. I wanted to encourage you with this. It's not seeing in order to believe. It's believing in order to see. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. It's not about what I see. Pattern is we need to see it. I'm going to see it in order to believe it. What if we reverse engineered it and said, I'm going to believe it so I can see it? I'm in this dark place right now, but Lord, you're doing works in my life. You're preparing me. And I'm going to walk into my purpose when I don't know. What's it going to look like? I don't know. But I'm believing it so I can see it. And that's the beauty when this gets developed, the pictures, right? When, this, when, when you develop these pictures, man, they're beautiful. They're just, they're glimpses. And sometimes the picture that was taken, when it gets developed, it doesn't even look like that. Like God might have promised something, and you thought it was like going to look like this, but then you go in the darkness a little bit, he works some things out, he gets some things outside of you that needed to come out of your heart and out of your mind, and then you step in and you're like, man, I thought it was going to look like this. This is even, wow. minding your miracle. Can we do this? Can we stand all over this place? This is how I'm going to end. We're going to go back into this song and I, church, I really need you. I really need you to believe this. I know I'm asking a lot. I was even, I'm going to be a little transparent. I was, I was hesitant to ask this of you because I know 
that all of us are in this room and our situations are, are so maybe dark. Maybe we're going through some of the darkest things we've ever gone through right now in this very moment. But can I ask you, can I encourage you to believe, to worship a God who is a miracle-working God? We're going to go back into the last song that we left off with. And I really need you to be worshiping, church. I'm not going to beg you, but I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you. Can we sing out to our Father who's in the business of doing miracles? Can we mind our business right now? Can we mind our miracle? And so whatever you got to do to get, come up to the front, step out, and or step out to the back, or I don't know what you have to do, but can we, can we go back into this song this morning? worship him. How many of you in this room right now, just show of hands, how many of you are in need of a miracle? How many of you are in need of an answer for, for a prayer that you maybe been praying just this past week, maybe just the other day, maybe for years? Come on, show of hands. How many of you are in need of a miracle? Yes, hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. I'm going to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now that that miracle will happen and that your mind, man, this, your mind, your, your thoughts, man, your belief will continue to stay strong through this trying time. Dear Lord, we, we come to you right now. I just ask in the name of Jesus that, that what you said, do not be afraid, only believe, Lord God, would be taken within our hearts and our minds this morning, Lord God, that we don't have to be afraid that whatever we're seeing, whatever that we're hearing, whatever we're coming up against, Lord God, we know that when you speak, the enemy also speaks, Lord God. And so with that said, Lord, encourage us, Lord, strengthen us, Lord Jesus. Let us be okay knowing that, man, what you spoke in our lives, the miracle that we're praying for, it's going to come, but it's also going to take time, Lord God. And so I just pray that we have this thing called perseverance, Lord God, that, that when we renew our minds and as we're not conforming to the patterns of this world, we'll Lord God, that you would be this, this amazing God that will come into our lives and, and strengthen us and breathe new things into our, reveal new things into our lives and speak new truths into our, into our hearts and into our minds so we can continue to endure, that we can continue to press forward, Lord God. I pray this. I pray this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some of us in this room with, with heads bowed and eyes closed, you're in this room and you're just, man, you're far from God. Like, maybe some of you need God. You don't have a relationship with him. And, and this morning, you want you want to have, you want that. Like, I need this Jesus in my life. Or maybe some of you, you, you're far away, but you know what? I need to just, just like the middle school boy I shared about, man, I, I feel like I've, I'm away and I need to come back. I need to start getting in the, I need to start getting in the presence of God. If that's you, heads bowed, eyes closed. On the count of three, would you slip your hand up in the air? One, two, three. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hands down. Thank you for your courage and your boldness. From what I could see, we have two hands. So church, can we do this together? Can we say a prayer all together out loud? And it's not, again, it's not the words of this prayer. It's, it's what our hearts are saying. It's not verbally what we're saying. It's what our hearts are, are saying. It's what our hearts are wanting. So can you repeat it for me? Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today 
knowing that I'm away from you, knowing that I need a relationship with you. I believe that your son came to this world, died for my sins, and rose again so that I could have a relationship with you. Lord, come into my heart. Make me new. Make me whole. Be with me, Lord, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give a round of applause? Come on, we had two hands slip up. Thank you. I'm not going to call you out in beers, but thank you for having that boldness and that courage to say, man, I need to start having this relationship with this Jesus, with with this God who loves me, who is in the business of miracles. And I want you to know, mate, those two hands, you're someone's answer to prayer. I believe it. You are someone's miracle this morning. And so if that's you, we have these two high-top tables. I'll make myself and Pastor Bobby will make himself available um, to talk with. We just want to connect with you and do life with you and and I love it. I mean, Jesus in this, he didn't kick everyone out. You know what I mean? He kept James and John and, and Peter. So he kept some people with them to do life together. And so that's what we want to do with you, do life together. And so how about this? Let me pray and we, we can be dismissed and you can go um, on the rest of your uh, wonderful Sunday afternoon. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for what you're doing here. Lord God, what you're doing within our hearts. Lord God, how you are a God of promise, that you are a God of miracles, Lord God. Continue to be with us, be ever-present, Lord, in our time of need, Lord Jesus. We just, we love you and we thank you, Lord. Go before us, behind us, and all around us. In your name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. May you go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com dot com.